Thank you for downloading this episode of the 155 Podcast, the public records interview series of all candidates in Hamilton's 2018 municipal election. For more election coverage, visit thepublicrecord.ca where you can sign up for our City Hall newsletter. Episode 84, Ned Carrick running for City Councilor in Ward 3, recorded on September 14, 2018. Ned Carrick, you're running for City Councilor in Ward 3. Welcome to the Public Records, the 155 podcast. Thanks for having me. Firstly, tell us, who is Ned Keurig? I'm a self-made entrepreneur. I'm a born and raised Hamiltonian. I was at the national level in athletics, specifically discus. I retired from the sport in 2003, and that's when I went into business for myself. I also went to college for police foundations, graduated at Sheridan. And after that, I decided to go in business for myself. And I guess from the competition that I experienced my whole life being a high-level athlete, it just transitioned naturally into business. And that's why I went into entrepreneurship. And I've been relatively successful. I say relative because success is different to everybody. So for me, I've had a good run and I've had a lot of businesses in this city and the city has been very good to me. So I'm also a father, father of two, married. Why are you running? Why am I running? I get that question quite a bit. It actually took a lot of people that know me by surprise. The direct answer to that is uh, I've lived in this city my whole life and I don't want to sit back. I want to be engaged in municipal politics. I came to that conclusion about six months ago. I consulted my wife first and foremost and she thought it was a good idea. And I said to her, you know, this is going to be a big challenge. Campaigning will be a big challenge. And she said, I'm behind you. And really, she was more or less the deciding factor in me for me to go forward. I possess a certain skill set from my entrepreneurial background that can be directly applied to municipal politics and, and the city, the city of Hamilton and directly Ward 3. So yeah, I just want to be engaged in politics. I just realized that at this point in my life, it's the turn I wanted to take. Do you live in Ward 3? Yes or no? No. Doesn't matter if one lives in the community one seeks to represent. In my opinion, I don't think it matters as much as it did uh, years ago. I view the world as a very small place. I view that in the age that we live in, 2018, I believe all the information is at our fingertips. I believe that it's not as big of a deal as it was maybe 10 to 15 or 20 years ago, pre-internet or pre-certain things that have made our world a smaller place. I, in some way, feel that me not living in the ward is a bit of an advantage. I am born and raised in Hamilton. That sets me apart from a few of the candidates, a few of my opposition. And where that's an advantage is that me canvassing through Ward 3, I notice that, you know, every, my opposition lives in certain parts, but Ward 3 in general is very drastically different from itself. There is every race religion in Ward 3. Even the income is completely different depending on what neighborhoods you go in. So if you live in the neighborhood of Gage Park or the Gage Park area, great neighborhood, so let's say Crown Points, great neighborhood, do you really resonate with the neighborhood that's completely across the ward? So it's a bit of a unique ward. So for me, I think I have a bit of an advantage because I'm not biased to one neighborhood. I'm not looking to appease one certain set of voters that voted for me because I live on the street or anything like that. I think my open-minded approach 
and me not living in the ward, but again, living in Hamilton my whole life and understanding the ward, I think I can do the most positive work that way. How have you contributed to your community and our city? The way I've contributed is through local businesses. I'd like to touch on one business that, just an example. Back in 2003, when I retired from athletics, the first business that we took was a place in downtown Stony Creek called the Attic Pizza. Been there since 1973. It was a very derelict building, very big eyesore property. And me and my brother went in and said, you know what, let's try, let's try our hand at this. We took a lot of money. We, we renovated the property and we kind of brought back a bit of a landmark for that area of the city and made it a community hub again. So that's one example. Other things is in, in my entrepreneurial background, we own a lot of uh, real estate, mixed use and residential. And I feel through that portion, we brought the standard of living up in a lot of our units. That's a pretty much, if you've seen my platform, accountability for landlords is a big thing for me because it's past experience. So I've done things there and I've provided a lot of jobs along the way. I do, every business I've had, we've, we've employed lots of people, whether I've sold the business or still have the business or not. I've employed quite a few people over the years. I mean, 2003. So I've been at it for about quite a long time, about 18 years. We've employed a lot of people along the way. So my stuff is directly, directly through business. What are your two priorities for Ward 3 and two priorities for Hamilton as a whole? My first and most important priority for Ward 3 is community safety. And that is something that a lot of my opposition have adopted after reading my platform. But my community safety issues are directly related with the police and safety at general. I feel there's been a disconnect with the Hamilton police in that ward. And my number one goal is to repair that. I'm very much so pro-policing. I think Hamilton Police Services is a great service. And I think that some of the ideas I have and my past experience of being a police liaison in another part of the city, I think I have the tools and the skills to find compromise and find solutions for some of the crime and some of the safety issues that are going on in Ward 3. And another part of community safety I would tie into that is, is some of the roads and some of the things that we've seen, some of the hazards I've seen throughout the ward while canvassing, some of them are, are, are very bad. So that ties into my community safety community safety platform. One, the two things that resonate with me the most is that Ward 3 has been, it's in a bit of a renaissance where new families are moving in. In order for that to keep going, parents need to feel safe. Parents need to feel safe that their kids can go past their front lawn. That's a very big thing for me. Uh, Secondly, there's a lot of elderly people in the ward and they need to feel safe too. I've been knocking on doors and, and I'm getting mixed responses and I've been formulating my own opinion on that based directly on the voices of the people that I've heard. So for me, in my own opinion, in order for a neighborhood or a community to thrive, I think you have to have new families and elderly people. I think they're, they're the balance of any good neighborhood. And if one doesn't feel safe for the other and they begin to move out or find other place to live, I think, I think that's what upsets the balance of any good neighborhood. So community safety for me is my number one. Uh, my number two for Ward 3 would be constituency work. I think the councillor that gets elected has to get back to constituency work. I believe that people want to be heard. I, I believe that people, when they have something wrong and they want to call their counselor, they want answers. They want that counselor to engage with them. And I'm not sure if that's happening right now, nor is that a concern because the current counselor is moving on. But I just, m- me strongly is, and this is something I formulated just recently, Again, from knocking on doors and, and solely just by listening to people, 
they have a voice. They want to be heard. So constituency work is a big thing. In that also goes that we get allotted some area rating money, and that has to go back into the community in, in area, like things like fixing the roads and, and doing the things that really the area kind of rating money was probably meant to be used for. And for Hamilton as general, again, I'd like to come back to community safety. If you look at Hamilton in general, we've had a, a rash of violent crimes this year. It's in the headlines right now. I, I do believe uh, something happened last night and somebody got murdered again. There's been some, a lot of violent crimes, some violent assaults in some of the entertainment districts. And there's just, you know, community safety as a general is, for me, is a very important issue in Hamilton. People like to talk about economic development. People like to use these terms and stuff. At the end of the day, if a businessman is going to come here or an entrepreneur or a group of people are going to come here and invest money in this city, the crime rates have to go down. I mean, the city has to be safe. Not to say that there hasn't been investment. There's been a, a slew of investment over the last five years in the city. It's been fantastic. But community safety is a big thing. And that's one of the things where, that's one of the things that's uh, pretty important to me, to be honest with you. What are three skills you will bring to elected office that makes you the best choice to represent Hamiltonians on city council? Number one is plain and simple, my common sense. I just believe I've had a vast amount of experience on a whole bunch of different issues throughout my life that, again, that sets me apart from my, my opposition. And really, that's what it's about this election, and it's about what sets me apart from the opposition. And honestly, first thing is common sense. Second thing is, is getting into this position, or if I'm fortunate enough to get elected, I would definitely draw upon some of my past executive work. I mentioned it in the Cable 14 debate. I was an executive big sports entertainment company, and I was actually tasked with moving the company from Japan to China. If anyone understands those politics, that's not a very easy thing to do. And once we were finished that, I was tasked with spreading that brand in some of the countries I went into was Thailand, Azerbaijan, Serbia, England, Ireland, a bunch of other places. And, and why, again, why that's important is, is because by doing that, I've encountered different races, religious religions, creeds, different types of governments. I mean, I've worked with communist governments, dem democratic uh, monarchies, uh, dictatorships and stuff. So when you go into these situations at that level, which you're, you know, you're hammering out big deals, you have to have a certain set of skill work, or, you, or I'd like to say I've acquired a certain set of skills, because in order to come to a compromise, in order to come for, to, to the best deal possible, it's got to be a win-win-win for everybody. And I was actually able to do that, to be, to be quite honest. So those are the skills I bring to the table. And I feel those skills fit directly into Ward 3 in Hamilton because we are such a di diverse city. It's always been a, di a diverse city. There's so many different groups and, and so many different religious, ethnic backgrounds. People have come here from all over the world, even uh, economic differences. There's just so many. So my past experiences, you know, my skills that I've acquired would be, would be perfect for the seat I'm trying to take as counselor. Ward 3 includes areas within the downtown Hamilton Secondary Plan, the BIAs of Barton and Ottawa, the transit-oriented corridors of King and Maine, and numerous large parcels of urban land in other areas of the ward. As the Ward 3 counselor, you will need to decide upon planning applications of various heights, sizes, densities, and uses. You will need to balance numerous competing interests and goals in deciding upon these applications. 
what will be your process for evaluating development applications, and how will you manage different planning interests in Ward 3? Well, first and foremost, are they for real? Can they execute? I think if someone wants to develop something in this city or plan something, I think we have to we have to relook at that process. I think there's been examples in the past where people have come forward and they haven't been able to execute and it's left eyesores in the city. So for me, are you for real? Can you execute? I think we should be vetting these de- developers a little bit better. And that's not, I think we should, that's what I would do. I would vet them a little bit better. I understand that space a little bit. I'm not an expert at it, but I do understand that space and I would vet them. I'd like to see their past experiences. What other projects have they done? Does the city have a relationship with them? Have they executed other projects? Second, for me, a big thing is, is it good for the community? Is it good for the ward? So your question is for Ward 3 in Hamilton also. So for me, is it good for Ward 3? Does it make sense for Ward 3? That would be, as a counselor for Ward 3, that would be my number one, well, not my number one, but that would be a very big concern of mine. And the third thing I would look for is, has it minimalized the environmental impact? I think that's something that we have to be conscious of. So if there is any developments, I'd be looking to definitely see how they, what kind of environmental impact it would be and what are their plans for that. Hamilton has a rental housing affordability problem. Ward 3 has seen a significant and marked decrease in affordability during the past decade. How will you address housing affordability in Ward 3 and across Hamilton? I would use my network to simply get the job done. I would like to show people who are ready to invest that Ward 3 is a good place to invest. Simple as that. I think it takes a certain type of person to bring people to the table and to show them the light and say, you know, these are our needs of Ward 3. And how do we come to a compromise and how do we get you to the table to do this? I think we need to think outside the box. I think that there's more than one or two, three ways to develop uh, affordable housing. I think we need to look outside the city and look at different things, what other people are doing, even around the world. Uh, one example would be low cost modular housing. A couple other things that, you know, that's just one example, but I think we need to keep be open-minded to find solutions, especially, uh, especially for Ward 3. I also think that this is a municipal, provincial, and federal issue. So I think for me, I would be open-minded to work with all three levels of government to get deals done. What are two changes you will propose to improve city services? First and foremost, it would be reviewing the budgets. By saying that, I'd want to review the budgets to see if we're actually getting what we paid for. I'd want to see if, if people are ripping us off, plain and simple. The reason is, is because when the budgets get filled up, stuff doesn't get done. So I would definitely like to review the budgets. Also, I'd like to review the process and see if the processes were affected. I would also like to review the process to see if they're effective. What that means is if we're pouring money into these, these issues and city services and that kind of stuff, are the budgets out of whack and is the process skewed? That's what I would be looking to do. What are two changes you will propose to improve quality of life in Hamilton? The first change I would like to do, or the first thing I would implement, is to use my expertise and hopefully other council members' expertise is is to attract more jobs to the city. I think more jobs need to come to the city. With more jobs, standard of life goes up. There's some cities around us that have attracted, you know, massive global players. And I'm not saying that we haven't. I just, I think that that is just very important to me is to attract jobs on every level. That could even mean reviewing the process, how small business gets started. Currently, there's a lot of red tape. Uh, How do we review that process? How do we make it more streamlined to have business people and small business people come into the city? Any small business 
can employ five to 10 people at any given time. And never mind trying to attract big players, light manufacturing and all sorts of things, global players to put their head offices here and stuff like that. So that, that's, that for me is uh, definitely on my agenda. Second thing is what ties back into my community safety policy is review the budget and try to hire more police. I think we need more police in this city. So that's, that's another big, a big one of mine. Hamilton City Council decided against ranked balloting. Ranked balloting enables voters to choose by prioritizing candidates, such as the top three, they feel qualified for public office and best able to represent them. What is your position on ranked ballots? I actually support ranked ballots. For me, we're talking about the municipal level. For me, the municipal level, when, when I see a candidate that's towing the line of political parties or massive global agendas and stuff like that, I think there's some people that are getting support that the rest of us aren't. So by having a ranked balloting system, I think it evens things out and it lets people not just vote for one person because there's a lot of people that like two people or three people. I'm currently going against 13 people. So you can't say that the voter just likes one and doesn't like the other 12. I think it keeps the municipal level honest and I think it keeps everybody on an even keel. How will you improve civic governance and engagement during the next four years? Well, one of my biggest policies is to do constituency work. I mean, I'm the embodiment of that question. That's my, almost my number one goal of, of getting into it. I think that aspect of constituency work in Ward 3 has been lost. So I have an open door policy. I want to engage with all the constituents. I truly, truly, truly believe that at the municipal level, I'm here just to represent the constituents. So in Ward 3, I'm representing the constituents. And when I get to City Hall and sit at the big table, I'm doing what's best for Ward 3. And it's some of my opposition has already made, you know, hardline decisions about things and, and stuff like that. And I mean, we all have on some level, but I want to get back to, I want to answer questions by saying, I'd have to check with my constituents first. How will the City of Hamilton's strategic plan guide your decision making in hiring a new city manager? And what qualities do you seek in a new city manager? The new city manager, for me, that person should have a wide breadth of experience and strong understanding of running a city, first and foremost. They could be from another city. I'm not opposed to that. I think, you know, looking, looking abroad and trying to find the best person that's the right fit for us, I'm open-minded to that. And I would like them to take a forward-looking vision and execute it. Politics is the art of allocating limited resources and compromising to find solutions. How will you do so? Revert back to my past experience. I'm very well versed in working with tight budgets and trying to make something out of nothing. In the world of business, you don't really have big budgets. Most of my stuff, most of the work I've done is exactly in that space. And by doing that, you have to have a compromising character. So what that means is you, you got to find the win-win situation for everyone. So the good deal is that everybody comes away a winner. And us being the city of Hamilton or, or me representing, potentially representing Ward 3, I think that's not to be uh, forgotten. So my approach would be that I would encourage people to do business with Ward 3 and with the city, not forgetting that I represent the city. So I think I've already come to the table with something. So then whoever would like to engage, they would have to come to the table with something. It's 2022. The public record is writing a review of the four-year council term that is just ending. What three words do you hope we will use to describe your term on council? And what three words do you hope will describe council as a whole? So my three words for me would be action, productivity, and compromise. And for the city, it would be accountability, compromise, and action.
Thank you. That's the end of the prepared questions you were sent in advance. Do you have any closing remarks that you wish to share? Yes, I do. I'm a man of action and real results. Vote net on October 22nd for action, integrity, and accountability. And visit my website, nedkirk.com. Thank you for joining us today. I wish to thank the Red Hill branch of the Hamilton Public Library for the use of their sound studio where we recorded today's podcast. This has been episode 84 of the Public Records, the 155 podcast. The Public Record is Hamilton's local, independent, reader-funded news outlet. This podcast is made possible by members of the Public Records Press Club. Visit thepublicrecord.ca to learn more and listen to all episodes of the 155 podcast. Sign up for our newsletter and stay informed. The Public Record is a member of the National News Media Council, a voluntary self-regulatory organization that deals with journalistic practices and ethical behavior. To learn more about the Media Council, visit the Media Council at mediacouncil.ca. Thank you for listening. See you at the polls on October 22nd.